Well, hello there, everybody. This is Jim, the Keys Bartender, the Keys Bartender Podcast. It's a show that tries to be about bartending life and Keys life. Uh, you know, sometimes I really forget about the experience uh, I'm sharing. Where, wherever you, when, whenever you're talking to somebody, you bring your experiences of where you live and the way life is there. And I really, uh, as a bartender in a tourist area, you really got to be considerate of people come down here. They just don't, it's just a different experience because they're just kind of sucking it all in, right? They come to have this impression of the area living in Florida Keys. They think everything is party, party, party. And they don't realize that everyone down here has usually the people that live down here, at least, most of them, except for the retirees. Uh, have uh, regular lives too, where they work and do things and do family things. And uh, you, you kind of forget when you're imparting that information because everyone's just absorbing, absorbing the vibe and the experience. And they think, well, you're working in a tourist place. You must be all about tourism. Well, we are a lot about tourism. I never really understand it though, when there's people that are so dependent upon tourism are not as welcoming to them as they could be. I mean, not even if you don't directly deal with tourists. Let's say you deal with the people that deal with tourists. Obviously, if you're, uh, you know, a heating air t- conditioned guy, you're, you know, you're and not a lot of heating, obviously, but let's say air conditioning. AC guy. The people, most of the places you deal with are either people that have vacation homes, live here, and the people that live here, the, the, a, a lot of them work in the tourist industry or are dependent upon them. Or if you're, you know, uh, provide medical services, you're providing medical s- service for a lot of people that work in the tourist industry. So if the people aren't there's not a lot of tourism down here. You don't have a lot of business. You don't have a lot of extra income. Obviously, you could probably do well with just the people with vacation homes down here. But now with all this B&B, uh, uh, you know, uh, B&B stuff where people are renting, it, we, you know, there's a lot of properties down here are just investment properties. So you, you, they don't really consider that we're all kind of tied to the tourism industry. And without that, without that volume of people, we wouldn't get, um, obviously some people are pissed off about these big chains coming in. We've got a couple supermarkets moving. We've got a big store moving into our local shopping center, uh, uh, a retail place. I think it's a TJ Maxx and Burlington Coat Factory. And they're going to be able to provide clothing and, you know, obvious, and I, I've been using obviously a lot, but it's apparent that online shopping, yes, is a big thing, but there's still people like to go and look at things and buy them. You don't, you can't wait the day or two. And I don't care what they say about overnight shopping. You don't get a lot of things overnight here in the Keys. It's at least two days because of the way it, uh, things are shipped. They have to be shipped to Miami. We'll talk to that. We'll talk about that a little later. So it, 
And it also involves their supplies when you get down here. You you have people come down here. How can't you have this item in stock wherever you are? But let's say a bar. How can you be out of Dewar's? How can you be out of Cuervo? Oh, it's very easy. All these liquor supply companies come from the mainland. And there's a lag time. They, Whenever people are delivering down here, they have to make sure that they're doing it efficiently and that they're bringing in – they don't make spe- – you don't make a special trip when the smallest uh, – the shortest trip you're making from your source, let's say it's 15, 20 miles into uh, the mainland and it's another 25 miles. That's 40 miles. No one's making a special trip to get your case of liquor down here. I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule, but in general, people are making a special trip. They're trying to bundle as as much in there as possible and make an efficient run down here because they got that one road. We don't do any circle deliveries down here, really, unless it circles one side of the highway to the other side of the highway. That's pretty much it. And there's a couple places where there's, um, you got, the roads where you could go a couple miles off and in, but they're not, there's a, these uh, islands aren't very wide. The islands aren't very wide. One of the longest trips you could take off Route 1 is going to uh, the No Name Pub on Na- No Name Key. As you head down to Key West, you got a couple miles down a road that you travel 25, 30 miles an hour. So it, it takes you about five, six minutes to get there. But it seems like you're going far, but you're really not going far away from Route 1. It's just a circuitous route to get to this uh, one of these famed pubs down here. And speaking of that, as a bartender... When uh, the biggest question when you work in a tourist area or a place where you're frequented by tourists or visitors, could be any place. There's always visitors, some more than others. Obviously, this Miami and here, you know, downtown Miami and the Keys, we get a lot of them. And we get people that ask, what's here to do? Because everyone has their pressure when they're coming down there. They have their plans. And with these plans happening, you have uh, people coming down here. They expect to be fishing and scuba diving, maybe some snorkeling, some boating, some, uh, you know, laying on the beach, which is funny because we don't have a lot of beaches down here. We have no natural beaches in the Keys. We have a couple beaches, but, you know, they're they're not typical beaches, you find, and they're few and far apart. You got to go down the marathon for one. There's small beaches along the harbor. We don't, you know, we're we're a coral island with a long, uh, shallow kind of coastline, and it doesn't get a lot of sand. The sand doesn't get brought up here because it's going across a, cor- a coral floor. And even when you do get a beach, it's kind of rough out there walking on coral. It's not the nicest thing in the world when you do get a beach. So they have those people that are surprised by the beaches. Oh, let me pause this. You know what? It's never, 
let me take this phone call here because it's never what you think. It's usually one of these medical ones, these uh, insurance. Let me take it. Hi, this is, uh, can I help you? Hello? Hello? Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you, Megan. Sorry. Recorded phone call for senior additional benefits. And I'm not exactly a senior yet. I think just because you're a member of AARP doesn't make you fucking senior. And I don't know why I get all these calls. I'm going to have to uh, go back on the, I don't know. Do they still do the no call list? Because I get a lot of fucking calls. I'm sorry for the cursing. It's just killer. It's just killer. They get rid of these, um, the way they uh, do messages right now, it seems like they get these extra uh, voiceover internet uh, calls where they can just put in North Miami and it's from a phone bank someplace and are automated calling. But I'm not going to get all pissy over that. We're back to talking about the tourism and what the you know, telling them what to do. And the most thing I try to, when you're talking to people, I noticed when I was in this in December, when I was up in Manhattan, you always hear these stories about people in New York being pissy and, and moody and things like that. They were wonderful. Whenever I ran into someone in New York, if I'm off the beaten path, I try not to ask people in Times Square because most of the people in Times Square are tourists. So what I do is ask people from uh, behind the counter. Sometimes they offer, you know, people going into coffee shops and you can see see that they're going into work. If you hold the door for them and you're polite and you're considerate that they're doing stuff, this is their life, that uh, you can ask them a question. And I do that and people are very helpful. And as a, as a person in the service industry, you get a lot of questions like that. And down here... You try to find out things that people would like to do. We have a couple museums. We got a couple parks. You could talk about some tours, uh, you know, different uh, tours they can take. Uh, maybe uh, there's a couple uh, uh, sea, uh, I don't even know what to call them, aquatic parts, but they're not aquatic parts. You know, we got theater of the sea where they have dolphins and turtles and some sharks there and they have a, a couple dolphin uh swim with the dolphin places down here a dolphin rehab another place in uh marathon that's called the seaquarium down there and as you get down to key west then they have a bunch of museums in key west up here we have a couple art museums and history museums uh we got the history of the uh, history of diving museum and then you got to tell them about the movie theater, which is raining and, and things like that. But who, I mean, what the hell? You don't come to Key Largo to go to the movie theater and watch a Marvel movie. You could do that when you're in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. You know, you don't have to go to Wendy's. You don't go to, you sit down and go and eat at Wendy's. You go to a seafood place. I mean, obviously, if you're on a budget, you may need to go to Wendy's or Arby's. We have a Arby's down here. I never really understood. It was for years. It was there was only like three cars in front of it for most of the day. I understand. I go. I'm thinking in my head. I go. Well, how in the hell has an Arby's? I've been here for 17 years, and I'm sure it was here before I got here. I mean, obviously it was here before. I don't know how much longer it was, but it looked like it's 
been here for a while. It's been through several remodels. And uh, they, they uh, every so often, they'd have a, a collection of classic cars there. But that's about it. I've never seen more than five cars there in the Arby's parking lot. And they've been in business. They've been in business continually. See here, I'm getting sidetracked. So when I uh, get back to uh, destinations where people say, what is there to do here? And, you know, you tell them about the events that come on. You just look up Key Largo, Almorada, marathon events. And say, where do you want to go? Are you going on the water? Are you going here? Are you going to be heading down to Key West? Telling the plans. If it's a rainy day, you got to tell them about a bunch of indoor things. You know, if it's just rainy and not thunderstorm, yeah, they can go in the water. Right now, it's in the upper 70s. It's almost 80 degrees out there. The water temperature is in the mid 70s, maybe a little higher. But for anybody from any other part of the country, that is perfectly fine, especially for me. Because I remember in July going to the Jersey Shore and the highest the water temperature got was 75. So, and down here, when the water gets down to 75, the water temperature gets down to 75. People go, oh, it's freezing out there. It's, it's fucking freezing. No, it isn't. Sorry for all the F notes. I don't know why I'm doing it because I'm in pretty good mood today. But having a handle on the things that do around here Telling people and also listen, you can if you have a if you're at a resort, you can take a bike ride. Got the heritage trail goes down there, and then you can stop along the way. Like as if you're in Isle Morada, that's a great way to tour. You gotta be careful, you gotta be cognizant of your surroundings down there because the bike path is right next to the highway. It's not that someone's gonna run into you. They could. But they're pulling off the road. They're going, pulling off the road that people are going at 45 miles an hour. They're pulling onto the road. So they're looking all these different directions. So you got to be cognizant of them and say, listen, yes, you can ride. There's a lot of people riding bikes down here. But please be careful. Be cognizant of your surroundings. Uh, there is, uh, yeah, there's a couple, uh, you know, you can go to uh, some of the art fairs that they have here, they have some of these, uh, I don't even know what to call these markets, uh, farmer's markets type setup. But there are farmer's markets down here, and the keys are more like they're selling uh, artwork, jewelry, uh, you know, hemp clothing. And it, I mean, there's one in Amran, it was really good. And they sell all those things you've seen that I mentioned. And then they sell lotions and they'll have local, uh, they'll have produce that comes from Homestead and they'll make salsa and have a cheese. They have this great cheese place, a cheese tent. Yeah, you know, you got to come to Florida. You don't think of hard cheeses and stuff like that. But people, you know, it's a, you know, these people, it's a lot of wealthy people down there and they like their cheeses. They do like their cheeses. They like their breads. And there's certain breads. They like their pita. They like their uh, tapas kind of stuff. You know, the mashed olives, avocados, healthy, a lot of healthy foods. You won't find a lot of the things. Well, we do do fried. You get the fried conch things. You tell them about restaurants. Restaurants are good. Restaurants that have entertainment. 
Uh, some of the local stores, we have a chain of stores called a, a sandal factory. And the funny thing about the sandal factory, they don't make sandals. There. They sell sandals and t-shirts. But it's a great place to go if you have to get some stuff for your, you know, for for your dog sitter or your niece. I'm not a big, I'm not a big knickknack person. I told you that. So if you're traveling, don't bring me back a knickknack. It's just a dust gather. You know, if you want to bring me, I like a notebook. I like a pen. I like things like that. Things I can use and have a utilitarian purpose. I'm going to take a pause right now. So we did talk about bartending because we talked about things. Well, you got to find out. You got to think from the live with the head of a tourist. Put yourself in the head of a tourist. What would they like to do? So I'll be back. Hi, we're back. And since I was talking about putting yourself in the head of a tourist, I'm not saying like put yourself in the head of a tourist, like Hannibal Lecter would, cracking that cranium and frying up a piece of the brain. No, I'm saying look, look through someone's uh, aspect. I don't do that all the time. I just mentioned yesterday when I was asking someone, trying to be considerate of someone, their uh, my friend from who hails from Ireland, who's living in California. They're going to be heading to uh, Australia. He he has a podcast called uh, "This Irish American Life." Marco Tool. It's a great show. It's a little outrageous. Don't if you get upset about language, you, you might not want to listen to it. But you like to. He's he's an interesting fellow. He's an interesting fellow, and uh, I I. Listen to him. And if you're in Australia, check him out in the next couple of weeks. I think he's doing a show. He hasn't given me details of when he's leaving. I mean, that could be a thing. There's supposed to be marketing for tickets. He's having a hard time selling the tickets. But come on, buy some tickets for him. If you're in Perth or Adelaide and you like the comedy scene there or you ha haven't seen the comedy scene, watch this crazy Irish guy come in there. And hopefully uh, you'll, you'll buy some tickets. From my friend. So putting yourself in the head of someone else when you're saying something, it's really hard, especially when you're not communicating with, when you're communicating with someone exactly what you mean when you're saying it to them. I, I, I made a comment. I didn't want him to waste time trying to promote my show because I don't think his audience would find my show very uh, entertaining. And uh, it's amazing. I think he does his on his phone, and he does his podcast on his on his show, uh, of his show on his phone, and the sound quality is so much better, so much better. And I use a Snowball mic. I use a an uh, equalizer software program that I run the sound through. I even have uh, music made by one of the former hosts. He, you know, he composed a sound for the show, which I don't even know if it gives the right vibe of what I do. You know, I can't really play clown music because I am kind of a, yeah, you can call me a clown. But the show really isn't clown. Clowny, is it? 
I could be a little confused. So it could be kind of like maybe a little mystery music, a little mystery music at the beginning of the show. I should be something like eerie, not scary, kind of like slightly spooky, could be spooky. You don't know if it's going to be spooky music in the beginning because you don't know where I'm coming from and you don't know what's going through my head and you know what he's thinking. He may get lost in the conversation, I'm saying. He's getting lost. So that that would probably be more appropriate to give people an idea. And how do you like this squeaky chair? I just realized as I'm sitting around, I got to get a regular chair here. Maybe switch chairs. I have a desk chair. I'm looking at a desk chair and I'm pretty sure that doesn't squeak. I could just sit on that one. You've probably been listening to this. But no one's made a comment about the squeaky chair. My sister would make a comment about the squeaky chair because she makes comments about that. When I call her up, um, my my uh, I guess say uh, um, I have some very good friends out there. Some Two of my closest friends happen to be my siblings. I have a younger sister, an older sister, and a younger brother. And the younger brother's only like a year and a half younger. The younger, the youngest sister's 16 years younger. Still, she's in the early middle ages. But the rest of us are grouped together. And uh, I'd have to say, we're pretty, uh, I guess, I don't know. Are we tight? I think we're tight knit. I don't know if we're just tight knit as, yeah, we're tight knit. They're my, they're my best friends. And when I get on the phone with my sister, I we've known each other for years, obviously. I was born one on, on the, her first birthday. We've known each other all this time. And sometimes uh, I understand her. I think she understands me, but not all the time. Uh, my brother, I don't think, uh, he probably has a less tenuous grasp on the understanding of me, but probably pretty good. And my youngest sister, she misinterprets probably more because of the amount of time we separated. You know, I was already out of the, moving out of the house. She was living with my mom and stuff like that. So putting yourself in the head of the person that you're communicating with. Trying to, I guess it's more important depending on how important the situation is. I've been interviewing with companies, and I thought over the last couple months. And uh, fortunately, I have a job I really like. I like the people that I'm talk, uh, that I spoke with, the management, my coworkers. I like the clientele at the bar. I like the tourists. I love love interacting with them. And it's really get easy to get in the head of tourists. When people come in and they ask you a question, they kind of lead you to what they're thinking. They want to know what kind of beer they have, what kind of drink they want to have, what are the things to do here, what's going to be the entertainment tonight. Oh, um, you know, all these things. Well, what's the, what do you think the weather's going to be like? It's just unusual, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the traffic. Oh, we're going to, we got to go to the airport. All those things. It's not hard to get into people's head. It's the people closest to you sometimes or the people you want to be close to. And I uh, understand this because I'm talking to you. I'm not saying I'm trying to be close to, uh, especially the people I work with, the, the, the managers. I want them to know 
what I think that I want to work, uh, 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 you know, a healthy amount of hours, and uh, that I'm usually around to pick up shifts because I want to be helpful. Because I also know, like any place else, when you pick up more work, you get paid more, and because of the hours that are available. It, it, it's uh, it's one of those places because it's a tourist destination and it's busy from the uh, near the time it opens to about an hour before it closes. So it's not a super late night hangout most of the time. So, I mean, for this old guy, it is fabulous. It's busy in the middle of the day when people are making the trips from Miami to Key West. So I want to say, listen, I'm really good with that. You call me up on a moment's notice. I'm not, I'm usually not drinking because if I'm not drinking, I'm, I'm sober. And if I was drinking, that would be a big lifestyle change for me. I would explain it to him. It was funny. Whenever anybody explains their, you know, drinking policy, I usually tell them beforehand, as I, you know, I just want to make sure that they, they're not, uh, they don't have issue. They don't take issue with me not tasting their product, and and giving them that information, I I make the assumption that they understand I'm not going to have any issue with their drink policy. You know, if they get oh, you get two drinks, and I go well. Uh, if anything, I might get one soda or a tea or a coffee. Oh, my TV just popped on. How strange is that? So um, get, I, I want to explain to them. I say, listen, I don't need to worry about that. I was trying to explain to them. I'm going to pause this for a second because my TV just popped on. The news is blasting there. It's just very distracting. Back to the recording. Yeah, the news just started spouting out. So I sometimes uh, have the expectation since I give someone a clue of what I said that it gives meaning to something that plays out later on in the conversation. That, oh, you don't need to ask that question now. And it doesn't bother me that they ask. I just always think, I said, oh, I thought I said something about that already. I guess not. And um, or when someone's you, someone's in, uh, uh, coworkers giving you helpful instructions, and I say, and they they if they apologize, say, listen, I'm sorry if you heard this a lot of time. I said, do me a favor. I don't mind people repeating things to me. I am not insulted by that. I take it as reinforcement, and I try to remember that. Uh, for um, for example, that uh, th there are some things people make assumptions that you know already, that you know how to do something that has nothing to do. If it doesn't apply to bartending or general bartending in general, uh, bartending in general, they may say, oh, you know, you don't have to tell. I mean, they can tell me about bartending, even though I've been bartending longer than a lot of those people have been alive, but tell me about the drinks you make and how you make them that are specific to your location. Because I don't know that. 
because you make it your way. And, uh, and I like to make it the way everyone else makes it. So they have a consistency. I don't need to make it differently and have people like come up to me and say, Oh, I like the way he makes it, not the way you make it. So now I want to be able to say, if he makes it, he's going to make it like she makes it. So I explained to people, I said, listen, I do not mind if you're, you know, just because you've been bartending six months, you've been bartending here for six months, making their 12 specialty cocktails. Tell me how you make it. Okay. And uh, another thing, when we're talking about schedules, I try, I, I try to drive a message. I, I know the people around me sometimes don't have the same, like if it, if it doesn't pop up as an important message, like someone says, I have a nut allergy. If someone tells you I have a nut allergy, deathly, I have a deathly re reaction, a nut allergy, uh, I'll remember that. But people don't remember, say like on Monday and Friday, when I open, I am not, if you put me in at 9.45 or 10, I most likely will be here at about 20 after 10. Because my class ends at 9.45, I jump in the shower, I'm in the car probably about 5 of 10 or 10 o'clock, and it takes me about 15 minutes to get here. And said, oh, here we go. Another, I got just got to, oh, just potential spam. So... Why do I even keep the phone ready, right? Do I, why, you, you're probably thinking that, Jim, why do you even keep the phone? phone? Well, because I, I, I do ride share. And sometimes I got to leave it on for like six hours before the first ride comes in. And it seems like once you get your first ride, other ones come in. And if you're a listener and you know about these things, yeah, I like to stay busy. There's nothing wrong with that, right? So putting your... Putting yourself, sometimes I, I, uh, when I'm talking to someone and I'm talking to you right now, I could be irritated about something else and it may come through in the conversation I'm having with them. When you're a bit distracted, you just got to put things away in your head and, and get in the moment and think we're talking about work. If someone's telling me about schedule changes and I'm in the middle of serving somebody and I'm focused on getting that information from the person who's ordering, I'm not going to remember that. And people, um, I would like to impart to people, listen, you need to give me, I need to get you, uh, give you my undivided attention if you're telling me something that I need to know. And if it's really important, I don't mind stopping what I'm doing. But if something can wait like 10 minutes or five minutes, let's, let's finish this transaction or, you know, two minutes and I'll give you my undivided attention. I think that's important too. It's just saying you're important enough. So whatever you want to tell me, even if it's something personal or something like that, just I'll give you my undivided attention. It's important for me to know that you have a twin that was separated at birth, and now, you know, you know, they may have been raised by the uh, a U, uh, U.S. ambassador of France, and you think they may be uh, 
the Antichrist, uh, you know, realized here on Earth. And if that's what I, I was working with a guy who wanted to tell me how important it was to to spend time in the sun because he gets all his nutrition that he needed from the sun. Yes, that's exactly what he said to me. And he also said that he was kind of an atheist, but not really because he did believe in the devil. And I said, well, how can you believe in the devil if you don't believe in God? Then you're just calling God the devil and you're worshiping the devil and the devil's not that bad a guy. So I was trying to, was trying to get that. Oh, there was a big boom next door. Never liked that sound. But so uh, I mean, what I was trying to get at is some a lot of times when we're communicating with people, we don't we don't think things out. We don't put it. We don't really pay that hundred percent attention that you need uh, when imparting communications that are essential. Essential. I've been guilty of that more than anything else. I've, I've been. My head travels off someplace. The wife tells me about a party that's coming up, and it's a Saturday night, and I didn't really. Uh, you know, it's a party. I don't put it on my calendar because parties don't need to go on calendars for me. Work goes on calendars, doctor's appointments, um, reminders of anniversary. I got to do that on anniversary. I got to get ready. Oh, my God. Next month is Valentine's Day. See, just saying that. I got to be in the moment. I got to know what they're doing. I, I think, you know what? I don't think the wife listens to our show, so I can say, it. I got to get some jewelry. I got to get some jewelry for the wife. And something for the daughter, because I don't think that I've been really as supportive as as I could be as a father for my daughter. She's been working really hard. Um, she did come off Christmas break and all that stuff, but I, I don't think, I just got to uh, show them both a little more attention. <laughs> oh, well, that's me trying to be present in the moment and trying to communicate. Well, thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye.